Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. So you join us this week in an unusual location, Dave, isn't it? We unusual? Had, it's summer. We are in a beach hut on Preston Beach. Thank you very much to the Widdicombs for inviting us down for what's turned out to be a cream tea, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting, which is great. You will be able to hear the lapping of the waves in the background. you probably hear the train going by. Seagulls as well, with or without chihuahuas. <laughs> but um, there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of outside noises to uh, to enjoy during the podcast. We might even get a steam train passing yeah. through the back of us in a minute. We've been saying all summer that we were going to come and record a podcast in a beach hut, and finally, one week before the start of the season, we've got round to doing it. So, uh, thank you very much to our hosts. Loads to talk about, much to discuss this week. Two friendlies uh, since we last podcast. Um, we're going to discuss a player, one player in particular at some point during the podcast this week and we're going to refer to him as the number 10, we're, aren't we're, we? We're, it's, it's a big worry this for United fans, isn't it? Um, uh, uh, the fact that they've had two forwards particularly who have stood out during this yeah. pre-season. Calvin Kalala was one, uh, to the point where uh, quite a few fans on the pop side against Plymouth last week were chanting, take him off, take him off, because they were a bit worried that uh, he was ripping the Argyle defence to pieces uh, a bit too easily. So he's um, the number 20 He's the number week. 20. Okay. Uh, uh, and also um, uh, uh, a new United midfield player, and we're going down the Brian Clough path of when he was asked about how his son Nigel had played one day for Nottingham Forest, he just he looked querulously at the, yeah. at the interviewer and said, uh, oh, you mean our number nine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in the cause of... Uh, uh, keeping our number 10 under wraps so yeah. that nobody else in the football world knows um, That's how what's, good, how's what's coming at them this season <laughs> how good yeah. he might be we'll, we'll refer to him as the number 10 I'm sure you so, all know who he is so we'll discuss the number 10 and his performance in the friendlies uh, in a little while but let, let's talk about those two then Tiverton last Saturday yeah yeah that was more of an experimental side mm-hmm. um, uh, two young members of the youth team Louis Slough and JJ Evans played in that game Louis Slough the, the whole match at centre back um, should we read anything into that should we I mean they're obviously very promising youngsters do you think they're being brought into the fold as it were I think they're already in the fold um, they've been training uh, right through pre-season with you. these are lads who are at South Devon College yeah. um, Stroke Torquay Academy um, uh, most of them I think are, are now at South Devon College if I'm sorry if that's not 100% right um, they've already been brought into the first team squad for yeah. training purposes um, quite how quickly that develops into anything else uh, we'll see um, uh, Gary Johnson is very careful about this sort of stuff, yeah. about bringing them on and, and you know what, what sort of pace that needs to happen at. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I mean, obviously, Olaf Casella has already earned himself a contract yeah. uh, at the age of 17 years old, which was an indication of how much further ahead he was. Um, but I know they do like the look of you know, one or two or three of, uh, of the current youth team. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one or two of them ended up being registered. Okay, yeah. Uh, if they haven't already been, actually. 
um, just for first team purposes for emergencies on yeah. the bench that sort of stuff but, and um, Louis had some family watching him at uh, Tiverton didn't both he? places they were yeah. there again on yeah his grandfather uh, his granddad Alan who of yeah. course was United's coach and a wonderful very very good player himself cup finalist yep, yeah Fulham yeah. Um, Peterborough Luton Town back in the 70s uh, he was United's coach under uh, Bruce Rielk in the early 1980s uh, and Chris his son who very well known to local football fraternity, good player himself. Yeah. So three generations at, uh, at both matches. Very good. It's good to see the young players coming through, isn't it? When we, we saw the uh, the, the and game, able to cope. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Louis Slough started on the right side of centre, right centre back against Tiverton. He's actually left-footed, so when he was moved across the left-hand side of Tiverton, he looked even more comfortable there. Uh, no, that they can all they can all do yeah. a bit. They're not completely out of their depth or anything mm. like that. As, as isn't Matt Buse, who's who's been on trial yeah. for yeah. the whole of pre-season and has got more and more game time now. There's been no decision announced yet on whether that's led to anything more permanent. But because um, he was at Taunton last year, wasn't Taunton he? Taunton last yeah. year, yeah, uh, and has had a couple of spells there. As a goal-scoring midfield player, yeah, he's he's ended up playing in almost every position during pre-season except that. Well, he has done that as well. Um, but he was uh, he played right back, didn't he, for most yeah. of the game on yeah. Tuesday night against uh, Swansea under 23s. Good stuff. The, the Tiverton game was a one-nil. It was yeah. a penalty that it settled was a penalty it. Penalty first half. You know, to play quite well we, first half. And we expected a close one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. number ten stuck stuck the penalty away with yes. some aplomb. <laughs> Um, How long are we going to be able to keep this up? Keep this up. <laughs> and then uh, in the wake of that usual barrage of changes in the second yeah. half, uh, Tiverton, who I think might do quite well in the Southern League this season, they've got Jared Lewington in from yeah. Truro to play alongside Levi. Played Lendrigan. well against us, didn't he, in both um, the uh, yeah. Christmas games. Um, River Allen in midfield, who I've always quite liked. Yeah. They've got a lad called um, Noah, who what's he called? That lad who played a fullback, attacking fullback for Gloucester City uh, last season. Haven't got my team sheet with me. Um, and they look decent. Yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't be at all surprised if they don't uh, surprise a few people uh, in that division this year. But they came on in the second half. A bit unlucky not to equalise. Yeah. Hit the woodwork twice, and then United strengthened it up a bit towards the end mm -hmm. and sort of nailed it down really yeah. Uh, yeah. for a one-nil win. Now, Tuesday night uh, against the Swansea under-23s, good game of football, I thought that was. Well, game I, of two halves, as they say. A little bit, yeah. Uh, United were, were so good in the first half. Um, yeah. And, I, and whether, whether or not Swansea were quite ready for them or not, I don't know. It was lots of passing. Put that Juawa down. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It, it, yeah. it was, it yeah. was, I thought it might turn into a bit of a passing exercise. Yeah. And it, it didn't quite... Uh, um, but uh, there was a lot of good stuff played, there was. Yeah, uh, yeah. and United um, had some end product as well which was great talking three nut by the break I mean three decent goals I mean yeah, Asa Hall took the opener well I mean a bit of a deflection on the way in but it yeah, would have gone in anyway it, I'm it sure was on target yeah um, the number 10 struck another oh, magnificent well, free kick absolutely I mean uh, as Gary Johnson was saying afterwards he said I don't think anybody's going to be fighting him for those duties this season no um, but of course, you know he's not just a one-trick pony, is he? He's he's got lots more to his game. Um, he's looking a real plus in the middle of that midfield, passing-wise. Uh, obviously, we've been in pre-season, so we haven't seen too much tackling. Mm. Well, don't worry about that. He can tackle all right. He did, he did get towards the end of the Swansea game. Things were getting quite sparky, weren't they? Were. they? And he did and, get um, stuck in a little bit. Uh, and he won't be backwards in coming forwards there. 
Um, and United just played some really good stuff. And uh, and then the third goal, yeah, um, uh, it w- was another good one uh, from Manny Duku. Um, it was good to through, see him score a goal. By Rua yeah, Keating. yeah, um, uh, yeah, and good to see him get a goal at playing more as well. Because he scored in the friendly up at Biddeford, didn't he? But yeah, that's the first the, the home fans have seen. Well, he's picked up a couple of little knocks, um, and at this time of year, you don't want to, you know, take any risks no. with him. There, it's interesting that Gary Johnson took him off again uh, in the second half. Mm. He, he did refer afterwards to the fact that he was that he, he was hoping that um, that there was more to come from him. I think that was his yeah. way of putting it. In other words, <laughs> um, he'll be asking for him yeah, <laughs> for a bit more. But bit I, I don't mind that. I, you know, pre-season. There's no points at stake. You know. Well, that's the time to to get your performance in that the manager says fantastic. But yeah, and, more of um, the same. More of the same and a little bit more. Yeah, and then hopefully August the third. It's um, eyeballs out. Yeah, there were plenty to enjoy on Tuesday night from the talky side. The defending in the second half was first class, I thought, because Swansea came out in the second half with a lot more purpose than they did in the first, they didn't did. they? Whether um, young Toshak had had a word in a few years. Yeah, and half-time. Gary Richards, of course. Of course, uh, yeah. They're, they're both assistant coaches or youth team coaches there, under twenty-three coaches. Gary Richards, great lad and a, and, yeah. a, and a pretty good player. Not for all that long, but during the very dark times of the mid-70s and of course he was a regular in the team of the uh, that stayed up in 1987 in yes. the, yeah. the uh, police dog season. So they, came, they were better in the, they were better from the first minute of the second well, half to be honest. Straight away the two wingers were a real handful weren't they? They were. Um, Ollie Cooper we liked particularly. Yeah, He's the the num- he was number seven but played on the left hand side. He was. He? He's the one who he, he, um, he was injured, went off towards the end wasn't he? He yeah. got, a, got a bit of a kick. Uh, and of course Gary Johnson had mentioned before the game that you never know, everybody's been talking about Bristol City and we'll come on to that in a minute as being the sort of likely source of the next few signings but um, he had mentioned before the game that he had had quite a few players from Swansea over the years on yeah, loan yeah. because they do tend to produce good footballers there very good record of doing it was another one James just gone to Man United isn't he for a load of money Yeah. Um, and uh, um, he you never know. No, <laughs> now, it's true. I think you and I were looking at it and thought, "Woof." Well, uh, Jan Dander was a good player. He was. The lad who yeah. took the penalty yeah. looked pretty good up front. Um, Liam he, he Cullen up front. He was just about the only ones that weren't called Jones, Evans, or Williams, <laughs> weren't they? But, yeah, it, was, um, it was a confusing team sheet. Two Coopers yeah. and various um, Joneses, Evans. So and, quite right too. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, some good players. De Boer, I thought the lad they brought on at half time was, uh, yes. was a decent yeah. player. And you're too. quite right. It took some really good defending by United to keep them out. Yeah. Obviously, they pulled two goals back in the space of about three mm. minutes. And we all thought, oh, hello, this could be a bit embarrassing. United throw a three goal lead away. Well, it didn't happen in the end. The but likely United... lads saved us on one occasion, oh, didn't they? Fantastic. Sean McDonald with a great save, and then Kyle Cameron flinging himself in the path Absolutely. of the ball to uh, keep it out. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, United had to get stuck in a little bit in the second half. As you mentioned earlier, it did get a little bit sparky at times. It did, yeah. But that's all, yeah. you know... Um, that's all part of the fun, isn't it? It is. And, and you, you, need you need one it. of your friendlies to go a bit that way. If, if Tiverton didn't... No, it didn't, which it sometimes does. Yeah. Um, and we'll see Ex- how... Exeter might, you know. Exeter will be quite, quite a clash. We'll see. talk about that a bit later on. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah so, that should uh, be some game. United, it's not as if United held on, because I, I was quite impressed with the fact United finished strongly on Tuesday They did. Could have had more goals. Could have had more goals yeah. in the end. And, and um, I think that 
at this time of year is quite encouraging in its own right. In other words, United don't look like a team. Well, let's face it, it's quite a young side anyway, so you'd hope yeah. that they wouldn't. Yeah. They don't look like a team that's going to run out of steam too no. readily. No. There was one moment that didn't end up in a goal that we all wished had as well, wasn't it? It was uh, Rory Keating's header. Yeah. I mean, that was a cra- that was a Wayne Carlisle-like cross from the right by Calvin Kalala yeah. that seemed to stay up there for an awful long time. Yeah. Uh, and Rory Keating got a really strong header to it, back across the keeper, but unfortunately wide of the post. Just so, wide. Yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah, uh, no, it was uh, that would have had everybody on their feet. Oh, it would. It would have been a, a just reward as well, because I thought Rory had a very good game. He was very busy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're, covered they're, a lot of ground. They're all joining in, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, you can see they're enjoying the football they're playing. They're passing the ball quickly. Um, lots of movement. Yeah. Um, well, why? if you're a professional, young professional footballer, why wouldn't you enjoy that sort of stuff? Um, you know, this is what pre-season's all about. Yeah. I'm sure... Uh, um, as near as he can make it to the team that will play against Boreham Wood will start against Exeter on Saturday yeah. and we'll see how, how that goes. be interesting to see as a couple of stand-up paddleboarders pass across in front of us here. <laughs> I tell you, we, should we come and do some podcasts here in the middle of winter as well? <laughs> and see look, how a, we, yeah. look a bit different, wouldn't it? Um, the centre-back situation was interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who played there against Tiverton. Um, Slough and Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Were the, okay. Were the two starters there. And with Niarte still injured, yeah, isn't he? he's got a bit of a knock. Yeah. Nothing too awful. Yeah. Um, uh, he'll be back quite quickly, but but you don't you don't risk to take a risk now, do you? No. He tried a new combination there. Ben Winter at right yeah. centre back with Kyle Cameron. Haven't seen Ben Winter at centre back well, before. Well, apparently he's played there. Yeah. It's it's not nothing new for him from okay. his previous career. He hasn't done for us. Um, uh, I think obviously the question had been asked, and he'd said, "Yeah, sure, I can play there." He did all right there as well, didn't he? Absolutely, did. Yeah. You know, he headed it, kicked it as well. Yeah. We know he can play a bit. Um, and Johnson was saying afterwards, he said, "Well, we know now that's another string that he's got to his bow." So he's um, got various options back there, hasn't he? He's yeah. got Kyle Cameron being the the fixed point at the moment. Yeah. But he's got Winter. He's got Asa Hall as well, hasn't as, he? As an alternative, and yeah. Niarte. Now, yeah. you know, many United fans have been expecting, and we've talked about it in the past, haven't we? That, that one of his summer signings would probably be, in the wake of Jamie Sendall's White's departure yeah. at the end of last season, would be another centre back. Not, not necessarily to replace anybody, but as a to add to that you need, roster. You need another one in the squad, don't you? Because you'd, you'd yeah. think so. Well, he hasn't done it so far, um, but I suppose. If, if Gary was here now, and in fact he's probably sweating in a car either on his way or on his way back from Luton, where the National League officials and referees meeting is being held, what a yeah. fun occasion! It's going to be a joy, be. isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, he would probably say, well, "Well, hold on a minute. I've got this alternative, that alternative, that yeah. alternative." So we'll see where where. It'll be interesting goes. to see what happens on Saturday when he, he gets to the point where he's playing Absolutely. the team. We'll, we'll at the end of the podcast yeah. we'll we'll, let's, we'll pick a team for Saturday and see what we can Go do on. for that. Yeah, we'll uh, let's have a think about that a little bit later towards the end of uh, of the pod. So we talked about a couple of the Swansea players that we like the look of as well. One of the reasons they looked so good was because the pitch is in magnificent condition, isn't it, up at Playmore? Well, I think we were all hoping won't we that, that this two-year project to try and get the pitch you know really sorted yeah ticks all the boxes it drains properly it does this it does that it does that the other now the money's gone in the work's been done hopefully we're now seeing the yeah the benefits of that congratulations to julian gorthorpe for having 
uh, and the people who did all the work beforehand and there are many other volunteers who are helping on a regular basis yes. for getting it to this point you only ever find out about a football pitch in February and March don't true, you let's true. face it in other words I bet most pitches are looking immaculate this time of year but when you think of the work that's gone in um, uh, and you know what a plus the watering system has been because even during quite a dry summer he's been able to keep yeah. that going and it's, uh, and it's looking it's looking pretty good, good. and he, he told me on Tuesday it's cut to Gary Johnson's specifications <laughs> the manager <laughs> well, has a, 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 a length of grass that he wants well I, 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 funny enough I, when I arrived on Tuesday I, I was walking up along the, towards the press box up in the stand and I thought the grass looked a tiny bit long Okay. Now, I wasn't yeah. surprised to see that because at this time of year you don't want to cut the grass mm. really tight because even with watering you've got a, yeah. what's a, virtually a matter to a drought going on at the moment don't yeah. you? and you want to keep a, a, a length of, of grass that enables tackling and, and, and you, know, yeah. get, you know to protect it basically to protect the roots and all that kind of stuff so I wasn't surprised at that I wouldn't be at all surprised either if when Boreham Wood comes around in 10 days time it's a little bit tighter yeah yeah you think yeah just to aid or skim off it yeah that's yeah. right but the, interesting it got me thinking about the dimensions of the pitch as well because we've had managers in the past who have changed the dimensions of the pitch Certainly haven't have. we yeah um cyril particularly cyril yeah. Knowles back in the back in the uh, the late 80s did he make it wider or narrower no, narrower narrower, narrower, narrower. So throws well he played yeah. the old three five two formation yeah. with wing backs not not, not wingers uh, he pulled he pulled the pitch in a couple uh, yeah. a, a yard each side I think it was okay. which doesn't sound a lot but actually you it makes know, a difference. Uh, oh, it? telling me it does. There is some leeway in the in the laws of the game. Absolutely, isn't there? no, no, you don't have to have a pitch that, that, that's a particular length and, and and width as long as it, it has to be longer than it's wider. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's between a hundred. I think the football league uh, or football the senior division yeah. stipulations are a little bit more uh, um, exact, but. Um, uh, Playmore was always believed to be one of the smallest pitches in the league, um, and it actually wasn't. Everybody just assumed it was because the ground was perceived to be small. Yeah. Um, uh, Tottenham's, for instance, was a pitch that uh, the old White Hart Lane pitch used to be thought, well, it's, it must be one of the biggest. It, but that was one of the smallest teams. In fact, was for a long really? time, yeah. Torquay and Tottenham, which are the two teams that came next to each other in the football league. Uh, dictionary, yeah, uh, um, uh, were almost exactly the same, the same size. But um, I, I, don't, I think Spurs pitch was then um, uh, increased yeah. slightly, and I'm sure the new ground is probably so, all these like things a prairie. that these things that managers can influence is like watering the pitch as well, isn't it? With the John Beck watering the pitch, Paul Buckle watering a goal mouth. I remember at yeah. one point, um, all sorts of tricks, sanding the corners. Yeah, uh, you know. Oh, Dear, dear, dear. Not that Gary Johnson would get up to any of that kind of thing. No, no, no. Obviously, no, 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 but no. maybe next time. Well, the whole thing is, of course, those were the days before social media. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you could nip in overnight and turn the hose pipes on and stuff like that if you were struggling and maybe, um, you know, wouldn't mind a postponement. <laughs> God forbid. Um, Do I remember Bucks absolutely flooding a pitch before uh, a game Cyril once? Cyril certainly did once. Yeah. Um, Bucks might have done. I'm not quite sure. Paul but, Buckle, but the crowd uh, were in at that point. It was it was very late in the game. Oh, was he was it? absolutely right. flooding right. a goal. Yeah, you have a good memory for those sort of things. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah, um, I don't really. I don't remember. If only I could remember what game it was. But somebody. <laughs> um, will. But uh, now, of course, you know, people are so. Yeah razor sharp on every little development like that you wouldn't be able to get away with anything true 
So let's have a think about the Exeter game then. That comes up on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Playing more on Saturday. The final friendly. The last friendly. It's, yeah. it's their last friendly as well, isn't it? I, I think. I think so. So Matt Taylor will be putting out the team that's most I likely think they to will play. Both be putting out yeah. the teams which they would have pretty close up. Barring the odd injury knock, obviously United have got this ongoing slight niggling with, he's very close with Lucas Coverland. Yeah, he hurt um, his neck didn't he? Yeah, he hurt his neck at Biddeford uh, in a rather unfortunate sort of silly way, I think it was almost he was retrieving the ball behind the goal, something s yeah. silly as that, it wasn't actually in, in, in action I don't think. Um, uh, and he's just been, can't throw off this sort of, no. well it's not been right basically. Uh, it's not a major problem. They've had a look at it. It's it's just needs a little time to settle yeah. down. Which, by the way, in the meantime, hasn't Sean McDonald been playing well? Played really well. And and, yeah. and uh, you know we, we he, he was so good for United last year. Obviously, Gary Johnson's got Lucas Coverland in, uh, create a bit of competition there. Mm -hmm. But um, McDonald, just as we thought and expected he would, has responded to that challenge. And at the moment, he's uh, he must be the number one. He's had a good pre-season, haven't we? So we yeah. we assume Sean McDonald for the uh, the number one shirt. Uh, even if uh, Cobbland is fit on August the third, I would be very surprised if Sean McDonald isn't doesn't start there. He's done nothing, no, no, no. nothing to to cause Johnson to to drop him. I don't think. Um, will John Eve be fit for Saturday? Do you think? Not or sure. Have still, we'll have to check on that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's an unusual week because although United played on Tuesday, they would normally have been off yesterday, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But because of this uh, league meeting in Luton today, Gary had them in yesterday for a bit of a recovery session and an yeah. inquest, look at the film, blah, 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 and they're off today. So normally today is when the odd calls go in, right, who looks like they might be fit and who's not. Well, that will happen tomorrow now, so we'll okay. find out. Um, uh, not quite sure. Not no. quite sure. Okay. With him. It's, it's, it would be wrong to sort of speculate on, but on it, John it, Eve. It wouldn't be a disaster to have Matt Buser right back again and Frankie Vincent over on the left. Yeah, I would have thought uh, that um, unless they're going to offer Matt Buser a contract between mm. now and then, and they, who knows what, what they might, I would have thought he'd probably be leaning towards getting Ben Winter back to right back okay. in yeah. the cause of this. If Jean-Yves isn't fit, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Asa Hall doesn't, doesn't right. slot in the back. Because to me, that looks more like... Uh, a back four. Oh, by the way, of course, with Frankie Vincent having to continue at left back. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, Liam Davis, yeah. Uh, Liam Davis and Ryan Dixon are both out. Mm. Uh, and again, neither of those are, you know, serious, serious injuries. Uh, Ryan Dixon should be back within another 10 days or so. Yeah. Um, and uh, Liam Davis is still making a perfectly steady recovery yeah. from his summer surgery. So that's all. You know, it's it's not like oh my goodness, we've got to get a new left back because yeah. you know blah blah blah. Both of those should be back, but in the meantime, Frankie Vincent, of course, is doing he's doing well, isn't he? Doing, a pretty doing good well. Job yeah, we're consistently being impressed by Frankie Vincent, aren't we? Yeah, good player, unassuming sort of player, tackles well, good clears footballer. his lines, doesn't good waste a pass, does good he? Footballer. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, both feet as well. Um, good no, future ahead of him. Very, well, I'm yeah. telling me, he's. Without getting carried away from me, he's one of the one of the signings of the summer, yeah. and that's not taking anything away from mm. the number no, ten or anybody else. <laughs> that's right. So, so on the right hand side, the number twenty is likely to continue over on the right hand side. I'd have thought Calvin would get another game there. Yeah, don't you? I think so. The um, number ten writes his name onto the uh, the team sheet yeah. fairly um, definitely, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think. Um, <coughs> I think at the moment. Uh, 
I'm sure Gary Johnson's hoping that Jean-Yves is fit so that he can yeah. play him there and have Azer Hall in midfield, mainly because at the moment, and then he's got a choice, of course, on the left. He can slot Rory Keating in there or yeah. Jake Andrews. Yeah. Um, Jake Andrews, of course, is, is he isn't your out-and-out left winger because even he would admit he's probably not quick mm. enough for that. But the football you get from him yeah. is, I think, you know... Uh, Almost, if not completely, outweighs the fact that he might not go whizzing past a fullback and crossing it. I mean, he'll do it by cleverness anyway. Yeah. But um, so that's an interesting sort of thing of, of what happens there. I'm not at all concerned, and I don't think Gary Johnson is concerned either, with the fact that you might end up with a midfield in future of the number ten and Frankie Vincent. Uh, what the immediate yeah. thing people will turn yeah. around and say, "Oh well, Frankie Vincent's only 19, uh, and the number ten's only 22." They're not experienced enough. I don't think Gary Johnson sees no, it that way at no. all. He would answer if he was here. If they're good enough, they're old enough. And they and, are both and, good enough, aren't and, they? And, and, yeah. and, and they're both good enough. And of course, you, you can put Jake Andrews into that yeah. slot as well. He's yeah. 22. Um, I think he's 22. Yeah. Now, uh, you know that these are good players. They're yeah. good footballers. And uh, of course, in terms of Vincent, he's had um, all. Well, actually, all of them have had plenty of good experience, mm. first team experience over the last year, 18 yeah. months. Uh, they can they can cope they can cope after the pre-season that he's had it would be tough on Rory not to have him in the starting yeah, he, yeah. he's, um, you know, he's looked think, very good I think Reid and Duco are, yeah. are the starting combination no, up front possibly on the left though Rory's played well oh, no, no, in the wide position Rory can do a job you mm. know and, 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 and isn't it great to see somebody who used to worry almost visibly out on the pitch about his touch and about yeah. all of that sort of confidence stuff he's he's since Johnson's arrival, and, and you saw it during the course of last season, and we've seen it again during pre-season, he's looking like a so, so, a so much more confident footballer, isn't he? Yeah. He believes yeah. he can do stuff now, and is prepared to try them. You know, if it doesn't come off, it's not. Oh, there it goes again. No, 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 no. Never mind. Keep next going. Time. Try next time. Next yeah. time. And he's looking. He's joining in the one and two touch stuff, which wasn't his strong point before, mm -hmm. um, uh, and he's uh, he's looking like well somebody who helped hugely last season yeah. and and could well do it again this year. And up front, as you say, Reed and Duke. I think that's the first choice. That, isn't it has at the to moment. be. I think you've got Olaf Casella behind them. Of yeah. course, the one thing which will this leads seamlessly into one of the next things is that. Gary Johnson is still expecting to make at least two loan yeah. signings between now and the start of the season. It may run into the season, of course. And everybody, the one, the one thing he hasn't said, or even hinted at, to be perfectly honest with you, behind the scenes or in public, mm -hmm. is where he's in the team, where yeah, in the squad, squad yeah. he's going yeah. to make those additions. Um, well, you could say, yeah, centre-back, if you could get one, maybe. Um, yeah. Does he need another striker? Probably not at the moment. No. You know, you've got Olaf Casella coming through. But then, it, uh, but maybe, yeah. yeah I, I mean, you know, the other point is that I don't think anybody has any great concerns about United's first twelve stroke thirteen. No, it's more about the squad and the strength of the bench and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but if Swansea say the fancy taking Ollie Cooper, left winger, give him a couple of months down at uh, Plainmore. You'd take him, wouldn't you? I, th I think you might entertain that. Yeah, I think, you know, we, I yeah. think we probably um, would. Uh, a, a bit like Opie Edwards last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and that brings us on to the Bristol City connection. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, what the do three, we know? The three that we had last year, 
Uh, Connor Lemonhaven's is currently at Newport County, or he certainly was the last time I checked, mm -hmm. having a sort of a trial there, presumably with a view to either a loan, presumably, uh, in League Two. Yeah. Um, Opie Edwards and Seiko Jani have both been in Florida with the Bristol City first team squad, have both played in yeah. those games. Um, now they're back now. That, the, this is why it's all gone a bit. It's had gone a bit quiet on the Bristol City front. They they came back this week on Monday. Yeah. Um, I think they play Crystal Palace on Saturday. Okay. In interesting to see who plays. Gate. Yeah, and it's interesting to see yeah. who plays there. So, and this is like decision time on what they're going to do with mm. players like that. Now, I think United fans will be pleasantly, but surprised if Seiku Jani came back to us. Yeah, I think but so. Realistically, never never. Uh, no, quite. Um, no. Opie Edwards, well, he loved it here. Um, yeah. Before he got that thigh injury. Quite, up until and repeated the, thigh injuries. Yeah. Yes, Be before the Western Supermare away game, absolutely. he was absolutely outstanding. He, he was good there. Yeah, Terrific he scored and, and was good there. And then he was his season was ruined, really. He yeah. came back into it right at the end, didn't he? By this whole season, he couldn't throw off this um, quite deep yeah. thigh strain. Well, it was a tear in the end. Um, but he's obviously fine now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another year on. You never know, do you? No. Um, but I know that they've got quite a few other alternatives that they're they're checking out there, and they've just got to wait. But let's face it, they're Bristol City's players. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, Gary Johnson may have a fair bit of pull with his son Lee at Ashton Gate. But it's not as if he can ring him up and say, right, we'll have him, him and him. No, true. Uh, yes. uh, it's much more like, you know. It would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, well, we've decided that, yeah. da -da 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 -da, and um, uh, you have to wait for those decisions to be made. You do. So, one more thing before we leave uh, Tuesday night's game against Swansea. had a, a very welcome visitor in the press box. Oh, fantastic. Steve Woods. Um, Steve Woods, uh, and I know he bumped into one or two supporters who were absolutely delighted to see him. Um, well, one of the most popular players of United in the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a bit worrying that he signed for the club in 2001, which was 18 years ago. Wow. Where did that all yeah, go? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, I actually, coincidence being what it is, I illustrated Tuesday night's match blog with an old, to start with with an old picture, which was Boxing Day 2003, right. playing in a torrential downpour at Plainmore. Talking against Swansea, right. and it was Steve Woods in the picture. Well, there you go. Who'd have thought that? By the way, on Tuesday night, did he look any different at all than he not had? A, in fact, not a scrap. In fact, I think he probably looked leaner and fitter on uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. It was almost like, have you brought your boots? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he could yeah. go out and, uh, and 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 give a pretty good forty-five, didn't he? Is he still um, playing at any uh, level? He's coaching. coaching. He's, he's, he yeah. had his young son Harry with him on Tuesday night. Um, nine years old, nine, ten years old, I think. So Steve is a, is a physiotherapist, works for the NHS in Manchester now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, after he left United, he had a, he, he was plagued. Is probably a little bit too strong, but he was uh, he carried knee injuries through yeah. quite most of his career, which is a credit to him that he played as many games as he did. He played 276 matches for Torquay yeah. uh, in eight seasons. Um, one, well, he was one well, of the top. He was part of that that great team, well, wasn't he? Un under Leroy, yeah, that, that's yeah. right. Signed by Roy McFarland, as quite a few of them were, but he was part of that wonderful team, yeah, and a big part of it as well. Um, your original footballing centre back, yeah. Um, the fans loved him, didn't they? He, he always oh, played with a bit yeah. of a smile on his face, yeah. although he could get stuck in with the best of them when he needed to. Um, 
and in any conversation and we've had a few recently haven't we about the best teams to ever best players ever to have played for Torquay United yeah. he comes up which he always comes up in somebody in, yeah. yeah. in the centre back position but it was absolutely fantastic to see him and he's hoping to get down again uh, reasonably soon yeah. and We'll maybe work on a bit of a reunion yeah. because there's quite a few of them still down here. And of course, he 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 was one of the very few players, him and Lee Mansell, yeah, uh, and Matt Hockley, of course. I think were just about the only players who spanned the um, Leroy Rossinia, Ian Atkins, Paul Buck into Paul Buckles. Yeah. Um, yes, of course they would have done. Era. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you know. Fantastic, you know. Oh, and Kevin Hill, of course, must must include Kevin Hill. Yeah. I think they were the only four players who who really spring to mind. There may be probably one or two other youngsters who, who crossed over into the Paul Buckle era. Yeah. Well, if if they do get down for a reunion, we'll be sure to go and record some chats with them. Well, that they're, 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 it was a great time, wasn't we'll it? Do that. And, and what an eventful eight years it was that, yeah. that Steve Woods uh, um, played in. It was just brilliant to see him. And I know I've had lots of texts from other supporters who saw him there on Tuesday night and as usual he would talk to anyone, chat, yeah. reminisce and how chuffed they were to see him. It's great, a lot of players, I mean we've said this before, but a lot of players do have a, very much a soft spot for Torquay. When they leave, you know, it, Paul Gibbs has been chatting on social media this week. Um, he lives uh, in Galston in, uh, in Suffolk, uh, is he? Near, near Great Yarmouth, yeah. yeah. Gareth Howells as well, uh, there's been a debate right. on social media about Torquay United kits and Gareth Howells popped up in his mod deck goalkeeper's oh, jersey, great. commented how much he uh, how much he enjoyed his time at Torquay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve Woods played for Stoke City, because he was born in Cheshire. Plymouth Argyle for a year, 18 months, something yeah. like that. And then Chesterfield. And it was from Chesterfield that Roy McFarlane brought him down to, um, mm. to Torquay. And uh, people like, you know, that era team, Alex Russell, you know, who played for some really good clubs, obviously went on to play for Bristol City. Yeah. Um, uh, and... And they still, many of them, you're quite right, still regard, especially if the times were reasonably successful and happy, yeah. uh, their time at Torquay is uh, amongst the best in their careers. I know David Graham, for instance, um, yeah. who played for Rangers, was in the UEFA Cup when he was yes, 17, was, yeah. 18 yeah. years old, yeah. played, obviously we know now, Wigan Athletic, Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, a lot of other clubs. He definitely regards his time at Torquay as, as the happiest of his really? career. Yeah. Well, stuff. Who, who wouldn't winning promotion as they did that season? So we're uh, this, we're looking out on the sea. See the whole of the bay here. We're looking out on the sea. The tides Gar in. Gary Johnson today is probably looking at the walls of a, a hotel oh, conference room or something. In feeling Luton. for you, Gary. What? Seriously, <laughs> are so it, these are discussions on the new interpretations of the laws it's of the game. As far as I know, it's a combined meeting with league officials going through some of the. Admin yeah. stuff that they need to go through, and then they get a, a, the, the referees yeah. step in yeah. and start going over the new interpretation of the laws, uh, which I know for a fact quite a few professional people are still picking up on. Yeah, you know, little things like as happened on Tuesday night. If the ball hits the referee, it's it's, yes. it's not it's not a drop ball. It immediately goes to the last team to touch yeah. the ball. Uh, all that kind of stuff uh, uh, and um, I'm sure there'll be the usual finger wagging oh we're going to be very strict on this uh, yeah. from now on and then 
managers like Gary will be nodding and saying, yeah, I've heard all this before. This before. And, uh, yeah. Let it go six weeks and we'll all be back where we started again. But um, there are quite there are there quite a few, few things we to did learn, touch on, on one yeah. or two of them, yeah. didn't we, a few weeks ago. Um, Not putting uh, attacking players in the defensive wall, correct, that kind of uh, thing. Correct, meter yeah. exclusion zone, yeah. goalkeepers have got to have one foot on or above the goal line at penalties. Uh, handball, talking about body silhouettes and all this yeah. sort of stuff. Well, good luck, good luck refs. Good luck, refs. <laughs> yes, good luck, yeah, refs. We, we wish you all the best. And finally, what on earth is happening at Notts County, David? We might hear a little bit more about that as a result of the meeting today. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been, what is it, a thousand takeovers there? Mm. No, not that many. But, um, no, no, nothing that stuck. And, no, like. and, and it was all due to happen yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, it hasn't. Uh, a team of Danish betting odds okay. company yeah. was due to take them over. That's that didn't happen. Um, uh, the league and the FA, who have both conducted investigations into them uh, without issuing any comment at all. I mean, that's frustrating, and I can understand people getting angry about that. Mm. Why haven't the FA and the yeah. league come out and said anything? I imagine it's because they literally don't want to drive Notts County any closer to the edge than absolutely necessary. Um, many Knots fans are just saying, "Look, let's just go into administration, take the ten-point hit, and move yeah, on." Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, they're due in High Court next Wednesday again. Yeah. On another winding-up order. Um, it's look. Uh, uh, I know we're sitting here at Torquay uh, in a pretty good place mm. with a good pre-season, a manager everybody adores, and we've just won promotion. Um, but. It doesn't take long. It doesn't take much to sort of nudge you into the sort of exactly. We've been goodness, well. We've almost been almost there. Almost been we? there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and to Torquay's great credit, never ever slipped mm. into that situation quite. Um, to, to the great credit of various regimes, but instead I should say, but this needs to be sorted, doesn't it? Well, it, um, it could change the way the league table looks from the start of the season, couldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, at the moment, not to be one of the favourites yeah. for. Uh, promotion along with your Chesterfields and Wrexhams and Files and people like that. Well, all of a sudden, if they're going to be docked with a 10 point suspension, uh, a 10 point deduction, yeah. if they go into administration, which seems a very, I mean, the, nobody's been paid there for months. It's a shambles. The, the fans yeah. have been yeah. uh, um, uh, making collections to help to pay some of the staff some money. The players are in uproar, and yet they still haven't lost a pre season game yet. It's amazing, really, isn't yeah. it? Um, uh, uh, and it's a mess. It's yeah. an absolute mess. And here we are. We're, we're just over a week away before the start of the season. So something must be sorted pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, apart from anything else, anybody who's back United at what was it, fourteen to one for the title and seven to one for promotion, well done. Because if Notts are done for ten points, those odds will will, odds will come down, won't they? Will tighten yeah. up. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I mean, you know, you wouldn't wish it, would you? And and uh, you know, let's hope that they. Uh, find yeah. some way of getting yeah. themselves into a situation where they yeah. can take part this season and, and you know this is here we go again world's oldest professional football club finally relegated yeah. from the football league and now down with down with us in the yeah. conference so um, yeah, good, luck. I mean, good luck to them and, and their supporters we know a couple of Notts County supporters oh, don't we so you know, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of them. the great old names of English yeah. football isn't it and, and uh, fingers crossed they can Indeed. sort it so thank you very much for joining us. It's um, looking outside the door. The tide is coming in. You've I've got, got <laughs> I've got a cream tea here that's uh, wilting around the edges. Yeah, you better that get won't on stop with that. Wolfing it. No, you better get on <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, our Thanks. hosts, Lynn and John, have made us a, 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 a well several cups of tea. Marvelous. Looked after us very well. There's another yeah. uh, stand-up paddleboarder drifts 
gently by outside the beach hut. Uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you at Playmore on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff against Exeter City. Should be should be a proper game yeah. that, shouldn't it? Then no more distractions until we get to Playmore Boreham Wood Saturday week. Looking forward to that. Join us next week on the podcast for a, a full season preview. In the meantime, as ever, come, come on, you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.